why I can't say this, dude. I really don't. Larissa. It's Larissa with a C. It's Larissa. I don't know why I have to be weird and make like... I think it's like Clarissa. No, you keep wanting to say make like a tree is what it sounds like. Your brain just keeps saying the word tree should go there. Make like a tree and explain yeah. it all to us. Well, I was going to go Biff Tan and make like a tree and get out of here. Make, make like a tree and... Well, actually, split works, both on banana and tree. But get out of here doesn't. Okay, all right. Welcome to Romancing the Gemstones, where we're talking about the righteous gemstones from HBO. I am one of your righteous hosts, Jamie G. Esquire the Fifth, a former associate of Uncle Baby Billy. I'm lawyer. I was a paralegal once in another life for your information. I'm here with my co-host Magna Mills to talk about season three, episode eight, titled I Will Take You by the Hand and Keep You. Magna Mills, what is going on, dude? Your chops are looking uh looking a little silver tonight, bud. Oh man, I'm I guess you know what? Thanks for pointing that out. I'm Magna Mills and I'm doing everything I can to lock down this Coors Light sponsorship. I appreciate everyone in the audience doing their part to help me by checking out Romance with Gemstones presented by Regular Dudes Watch Stuff. You can find us wherever you can podcast and on YouTube or on social media at Dudes Watch Stuff. Please do not forget to, you know, if it's ever a contest, vote for me for the Coors Light sponsorship or what have you. And don't forget the flaps. Follow, like, and please subscribe. This is how other people find our show, how people discover our channel. Helps us out a ton. So if you had fun, give us that thumb. That's how you get her done. And this is a full-on spoiler discussion. So this episode, I will take you by the hand and keep you. All other previous episodes of The Righteous Gemstones are fair game. We'll probably discuss them. We could, we would, we should. Maybe we will. Stick around and find out. But this is your warning, your only warning. We're spoiling it. This is I Will Take You By The Hand and Keep You, Season 3, Episode 60, 26 overall episode of The Righteous Gemstones. Originally aired July 30th, 2023. Directed by Jody Hill. This is the 12th episode of Gemstones that he's directed. Written by Scott MacArthur, Danny McBride, and Edie Patterson. This is the first written by credit for the trio on Gemstones. Notable guest stars include Walton Goggins as Uncle Baby Billy, Kristen Johnson as Maymay, Lucas Haas as Chuck, Sturgill Simpson as Marshall, Steve Zahn as Peter, and Robert Oberst as Carl. The short plot synopsis is, the Gemstone siblings find their way back to their loved ones and to each other. The Montgomery militia is breaking from within. Chuck weighs his options while Peter hatches a new plan. We're going to open it up by applying our patented Ron's Left. This is an evaluation system we created here where uh, we're going to use it for I will take you by the hand and keep you. Mills, are you romancing it? Is this a one-night stand, or are you simply swiping left? You like to add the extra S, the alliteration, but it doesn't fit the acronym. Uh, definitely romancing this one. Really enjoyed it. Don't need to really pontificate or, you know, I'll buy candies, I'll send it chocolates, I'm gonna do all that because it's a real good one. Enjoyed this one. How about yourself, man? Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna one night stand it uh, just because it, it was a great episode. Don't get me wrong, very feel good. Um, but I just I feel like I've been in a habit of romancing this thing every week, and so just to make sure I still can go through with a one night stand, I'm gonna one night it. Hey, motherfucker, you just might be in love. All <laughs> right, 
that's that's I think that's how it works when you're romantic every week. I mean, maybe <laughs> true. We'll have to ask Uncle Baby Billy. He seems like the, his, his mentorship would come into play here. But before <laughs> we get to him, let's talk about Eli. It seems like his decision not to pay the ransom might be the best decision he ever made, right? What his kids actually needed was a common enemy, and he gave that to them. What do you think? Is Eli really the big winner here? Did he just, like, backdoor win parroting somehow? In a weird way, he, like, almost failed upward, I guess. Uh, yeah, I think so, man. And and it's what I love about Eli Gemstone, Dr. Gemstone, if you will, is he recognizes it. He recognizes it, and he's willing to sacrifice his kids hating him for the for for the fact that they're kind of a cohesive unit for the first time. Oh, I don't know ever. That's that's pretty cool. That whole scene was great in the throne room. There, just the realization yeah. he sees when they're agreeing with each other and teaming up on him. You see, it kind of like he figures it out, and he's like, "Oh shit! Look at you three. You're doing it. You're working together." If it takes hating on me as a common enemy, so be it. It's for your own good. Hate me if you want to. If it means you work as a unified team, I can die happy. You know, he's just like, all right, good. My work here is done. And he starts to leave and Judy throws out the ends like, did he win or did we win? And I got to I got to be honest, too. This is a newer kind of set for, for this season, the throne room. It has become probably my favorite background set. They do a bunch of cool sets on gemstones. When you really think about it, there's a lot of stuff. The church, their houses, the restaurant, they're all over the place. I love the throne room, dude. Like the, the like the detail on the background here, some of the camera angles they're getting, it's really cool. Yeah, it just definitely reminds me of a cross between, you know, the Red Keep and uh, like the seven tower from uh, where the seven are in the boys it feels like a cross between those two things glad to see eli kind of get a little win here right he hasn't had the greatest season or as much to do so it was nice to see him really get to be proud of the kids right when they go on stage at the very end of the episode and they're doing the hands in hands thing and everything it's just nice to see him just kind of like look at martin like yeah that's that's my kids you know maybe the first time he's ever like you know, willingly acknowledge that, or you know what I mean. Not a, you know, not have to recognize to the cop lady that his kids are so bad that they might annoy the kidnappers enough to get themselves released. Yeah, it's a nice, nice uh, upward swing there for Eli and company. Mills, we get a bunch of reconciliations in this episode. Uh, I think we should probably touch on them. Let's start with BJ and Judy, bro. How wild was this bathtub scene? yeah that's just they have some really weird role play because they've done this before right that's the crazy part is the way we slip into it and and judy doing like a daddy thing or something like that and like she's gonna fly the copter with her mouth (laughs) and shout out to bj i didn't know he was packing like that he's bj bar and son i mean he's he's packing bro I mean, I, that must have been a fun one on Saturday to read in the script as the actor or something like that. It's like, oh, are they, oh, for real? Okay. <laughs> you, you know, if nothing else, it's not that comfortable to have two people jammed in a tub together. Like, that's what hot tubs are for. Most bathtubs exactly. are generally a one-person affair. Just uh... It's a one-rider, especially that size. I will say this, though. 
BJ like is the man I'm trying to aspire to be. He's such a good human being, dude. He recognizes, immediately forgives her. He he's 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 such a loving, caring husband. Like what a great dude BJ is, man. All jokes aside, you got to give it up for Beach. He's probably been the the character that has grown on me the most over the seasons, and I really enjoyed BJ this season. Well, I like that you're calling. So you're saying he's a grower. He's definitely a grower, and. Uh, and from the look of that bathtub, you might be a little bit of a shower, too. Holy smokes. <laughs> it, I, you can tell he's kind of got his groove back at the end when they go to do the, the church service. The, just the suit he's rocking is great, dude. It, it's, yes. you know, just as kind of over the top as Judy's for the most part. I mean, it looks like something Kelvin would wear, probably. That's <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's a compliment or a compliment, but... You know, he he rocked it well. It looked good on him. I'll say that. And it, it's nice to kind of see them, you know, get back together a little bit here. I definitely did enjoy that. Uh, what about Jesse yeah. and Amber? Same kind of thing here. Jesse basically, you know, sacks up to Amber and said he was sorry about this whole thing with the system and she's being successful and he was worried about how that would reflect on him. And uh, there's some four-wheelers at the kids, right? That's pretty decent deal for them, I'd say. I think so. And look, man, I'm proud of Jesse here. Like that, that he, he, he basically grew as a man, like, and, and recognized that, you know, what Amber's doing is actually really awesome. And that was cool. You know, I still love his little spaff with, you know, it used to be Gideon. I love now this little thing with him and Pontius. It's, it's, I, I enjoy that, that little back and forth um, as Gideon's kind of like matured into like a really just nice young man, you know, but he's still got kind of that, teenage bs to deal with with Pontius, so i enjoyed that those four wheelers looked absolutely sick i would have loved to have one with my name on it jimmy g esquire the fifth carve that baby in there they had five of them so i'm assuming that's as a family right they go four wheeling together as a family that seems like something i would believe that they would do as a family activity yeah dude the the bit with jesse sideburns was just nice to, to bring that back around because he went from completely black to like who was the dude like Uncle Fester or whatever on the what was like? I'm trying to think of somebody else like Polly Walnuts, but like way more yeah, extreme. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like with just the like way extreme, like almost still not quite jet black hair, but definitely the dark hair. Not a lot of gray in there, and then like, all of the gray is just localized. I don't know if they could, I don't know if they work like that. I don't know that I don't know that they work like that, dude. I, not a big sideburns guy, but I don't know. Maybe that's just chops work that way. Every up. single hair was silver, bro. I, there wasn't one black hair left in there. Uh, yeah, that was that was fun. I, I appreciated that too. Nice little work back there. That was probably the issue with the dye. Then he had to put so much of it in, right? You know, yeah, usually, it's just a little was... little touch up job or something. He had to like cake that shit on there. That's why I got to running, dude. <laughs> we should probably just mention Carl. Everyone just forgives Carl right away. Yeah, any problem with that? Really, everyone's like, "Not nah, Carl. You're, you're good." You hope this escape. Yeah, I mean, I just think it, it's so easy to see Carl's got a good heart. And it's just like he's just a big, lovable guy. I don't think anyone really believes that he's capable of, of doing harm. And that's super cool. And I like that they cast that giant monster of a man to have that role. It It's worked really well all season. And I'm okay with the instant forgive on, on Carl, man. Yeah, I'm... Dude, it's you can't be mad at Kate. He it. wasn't the mastermind behind it. I think it tracks. No, he's it, definitely you know. more of a follower than a leader. Like he just wants someone to like be cool with and whatnot. And you know, I don't think he thinks like big picture too much. 
And he got wrapped up in following his brother and his dad. And, you know, I mean, that's, that's just, and they kind of stayed true to that plot line the entire season with Peter getting out of jail and kind of getting back in the, in the kid's life for the first time. I think it tracks. Yeah. And that brings us to Kelvin and Keith. One of my favorite little bits at the beginning is when they're in the hospital and Kelvin talks about having to shit in the bucket and then Keith soaps and he throws the trash can. He's remembering the last yeah. episode he needed to have like the good wipes or with aloe or whatever the hell it was because he has a you he know was a worried about butt chafing, rectum or whatever. He, he was Keith was very concerned about butt chafe. Yes, and that carried over here, and uh, they were definitely pushing it with the massage a little. Uh, I've usually only really gotten like sports type massages, like you know professional, not not, not fun massages. But he's like, all right, like rubs his shoulders for two seconds. He's like, all right, let's work them glutes. And then it's the whole oh, massage. Yeah. It's just the glutes until it's time to spread them. Yes, and he was he was deep on the in, inner leg, dude, getting some inner thigh going. Yeah, very very questionable on the uh, on the massage, but you know who knows that they, they've been they've been teasing them too as an item for a minute. So well, and then they came through with it, right? We told them to shit or get off the they pot. Did. First, they had him shit in a pot, and then they had Kelvin kiss Keith. I thought it was kind of cool. Like they do the thing first, like the little close face thing, and he walks away and then he kind of looks back and then he does this thing. And like everyone's like looking, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like Jesse and uh, Judy are kind of like, you know, everyone kind of knew what the deal was. And uh, BJ gives them like, yeah, dog. BJ seemed to be pretty pumped for him wearing a suit and everything. And then he got to do yes. like a cool guy, stroll onto the stage. And you know, good for them, really. I'm glad that we really thought that they had pushed this about as far as they could go without either cutting it off or taking it to the next level. I think they're going to the next level with it, which makes sense for the characters. So, you know, cool to see how that works out for him. At least, you know, maybe they'll get Kelvin in a better place. They have a unique kind of thing. I really think it works well. Keith's weirdness and and Kelvin, like it just plays off each other. So I'm, I thought this was cool. And I also thought it was really big to, to incorporate the thought of a gay relationship in a big religious church like this i think it plays into the whole thing with the family with what they're trying to do is this giant kind of satire piece on 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 big church in in our country so i thought that was pretty cool too yeah we'll see where they go with it i guess we should at least mention peter and chucky we thought they might be on the outs with the militia so i wasn't necessarily surprised that they're at their falling out i mean it looked like that heading into this episode with, with episode seven. But I was a little surprised that Peter ratted them out to the feds, uh, considering they made such a big point about Peter, like freaking out on people, including his own kids for thinking they ratted him out on the feds. Right. So what did you think about this one? I mean, were you okay with this? Was it a little bit of a shocker? Uh, is it a way to just kind of button up the whole militia storyline? Like, what do you, what do you think? Probably a little bit of all the uh, columns that you're putting up there. The one thing that's a little bit inconsistent maybe is it seemed at the beginning of the season that Peter had this plan, right? That he was going to come back yeah. and he was going to like fake, you know, have the, guy, the kids almost get arrested. So then they'd go into the gemstones and they could, whether it was steal from the inside or do something, you know, they wind up taking the ammonium nitrate or whatever. But now here as the season's gone on, like he really doesn't have any plan, right? And he's kind of clueless when his dudes are mad. He just elects to like do a prayer, which is basically the Lord commands you to listen to whatever the fuck I say. And then he thinks he's going to solve it all with a couple of bags of uh, some fancy Nancy's. A couple chicken sandos, dude. It's hard to feel bad. You can only get one, too. I mean, they did spring for the milkshakes, which is nicer than just getting a soft drink or something like that. But 
it really seems that Peter just doesn't get it, right? Yeah. I mean, what's he really in this for? I guess it's just because he's mad at the gemstones. It's hard to even figure out what he, you know, what he really believes. And apparently he's good at making bombs somehow, but everything else, he's kind of like wildly inconsistent. That's all. I love Steve's on the role, so I don't have a problem with it, but he is just kind of, yeah, just a touch inconsistent from episode to episode, maybe. I would agree with that. I mean, and, and it's just kind of like you, you could, and maybe they're trying to just make it seem like he's kind of raveling a little bit and, and he is. I don't know, man, but now I'm hungry for a chicken sando. <laughs> You're not wrong. And I guess the other thing is it surprised me a bit that they, you know, doing the thing with the explosives and none of the rest of the guys seem to be into it. When they break up, they're like, all right, you can take the fucking, no one wants your firecrackers. It's kind of weird, right? You got the idea these guys are going whole. They talk about, oh, they're going to shoot people and everything, but they don't actually want to blow anything up. They just want to go counter protest the uh, statue people. Like, that's it. Really, like all their talk and everything, it just seemed a little odd to me. I guess it's fine. I don't have a huge problem with it, but I think that's kind of the point. And this is kind of a little bit of like the Jody Hill, Danny McBride humor, a little bit. Like we're gonna have this militia that seems so tough and feared, and they're gonna like you know murder people and blow shit up and and be like a real terrorist unit. But then actually. They're just going to go and do something so stupid, like protest the protesters at the monument and make a little joke out of it. I think they tried to kind of find some humor in it. I think that's where they were going, whether it landed or not. It's a different story, but I, I think that's kind of what they were getting at. Yeah, it just, you know, one of those things, I was, you could call it a little bit of a red herring. I guess. Just the explosives seemed like this was this huge deal, right? And they were going to have this big yeah. plan. And the only plan really seemed to be to ransom the gemstone kids. There didn't seem to be, you know, it's again like the underpant gnomes meme. Like, all right, we got the we got the explosives. We're gonna profit. What do we do to you know turn the explosives into profit? In this case, profit being you know whatever we're trying to accomplish. Yeah, just you know, it was a storyline that ran all season, and it kind of just it, it seems to end with a little bit of a whimper here in Saul, probably. But yeah. you know who never ends it with a whimper? Our man, the guy we're going to bring down the house with, the cool uncle we all wish we had, Uncle Baby Billy. Once again, we didn't get a lot of Baby Billy, but he made the most of it. Right, Jamie G? He absolutely did. First of all, what a tie job on that giant tie. I think that's a double-crested knot. He crushed it. Uh, but but I just loved this whole concept of they're all in the same room and he's got to be the interpreter. I just thought this was so funny. Um, it, it, he just is taking this role of of spiritual mentorship for all three of these children now. Uh, I, yeah, anytime he's on there, he's fantastic. And this did not disappoint at all. Wish we would add more. And he when he says he's Jesse's spiritual mentor, Jesse doesn't say he's not. So apparently yeah, somehow true. that got in. I wish we had gotten to hear a little bit of the kind of aftermath of what happened with the hologram joint. Remember that was a loner. Uh, maybe yeah. he just ghosted him. He does seem like a ghosting kind of dude. But yeah, that whole scene there in the throne room, we, we've talked about most of the parts of it was really great. Maybe Billy didn't have the biggest part, but again, he was always fun. And then just at the end, that whole little bit. Paraplegic. Paraplegic. Watch this. Walk right the fuck out of here is what I'm going to do. How about this? Can a paraplegic do this? Oh, God dang. Could, could a paraplegic do this now? <laughs> yeah, this little move going. 
Was he trying to do a little robot? It didn't look like much. I thought we were going to get something more uh, elaborate than that. Don't get me wrong. It, it worked out well, but uh, yeah, it was, it was like a robot, like uh, uh moonwalk type. Th- I don't know, but, but you know what, uncle baby Billy, you do your thing now. Now, like some of you, I used to wear regular ass shopping mall clothes and I wasn't too proud of it, but now I've upgraded my wardrobe with some righteous merchandise. Mills, do we have anything new in stock this week? Got a couple options for you here and, and mentioned it earlier. Let, let's get Carl on there. You know, how can you not forgive Carl? So we got a little uh, We Forgive You K-Dog. And dude, it's not quite the, remember Burger King used to have like the, the two for two or whatever, the five for five and Arby's. They don't have that shit anymore. But you know what is back are Silver Chops. Silver Chops are back. Them joints are extra silvery now. And, uh, you know, we don't we like, we like the big table because they only break it out for the gemstones. It's a special table. During the weekday, they just got them little-ass tables, some regular-ass tables. We like the big table where you got everybody at the Sunday lunch. That's a good one. And then you got some hands-hold hands because there's no more hands on top of hands. Now the hands hold the hands, which is stronger. Well, now that we've got some fresh gear, it's time to give something back. Let's turn the other cheek and see if we can come up with some alternate titles for the episode. I will take you by the hand and keep you. I think it actually fits pretty well with this episode, but, you know, just for shits and gigs, let's see if we can come up with something better. It does sound a little bit creepy, like you're going to kidnap a child or something. I will take you by the hand and keep you. That sounds like a little bit of an abduction thing, but, you know, considering they were coming off of an abduction episode, I I think that's probably okay. I don't know. Maybe let's have a fun one to start with here. Uh, We don't blow smoke up each other's butts. I don't know if it says that specifically in the Bible, but if I saw an episode titled that, I would be like, all right, that that sounds kind of interesting. Just with all the reconciliations and kind of makeups and and stuff is... I will always have your back. I think that would have been interesting too, because you would have went into it thinking maybe, maybe the Eli thing isn't going to, maybe, maybe they're going to forgive him. And Eli does have their back, but that really wasn't what happened. So I think that could have worked pretty well, actually. Yeah. I mean, the more kind of like Bible-y one, you probably want to like do something with the the mistake part of it, because it's all about the forgiveness and the reconciliation. So you have like, we all make mistakes. Or maybe we're all allowed to make mistakes. Something like that. Another fun one would have been, nobody's killing nobody. You got to love May May, dude. Uh, nobody's killing nobody. That could have been a cool one, too. Yeah, you know, maybe she could be the new McGruff the crime dog. Maybe I'll take a bite out of that shit. And then throat slap you. She would definitely throw slap you, dude. That looks like a, that's a chop, dude. Yeah, if she was in a, like in a video game, that would be her signature move, the, the throat chop, definitely. It is time to drop a gem on them. Once again. Mills, drop your favorite quote or dialogue from I will take you by the hand and keep you. You know what, Jamie G? I've been back and forth on this one, but I think I'm going to go with a little exchange between Jesse and Gideon where Jesse wants Gideon to pass on a message for him. Giddy, next time you see your granddaddy, I want you to tell him that I think he's a money-hungry bitch. I'll try to express that in my own words or maybe just in a softer way. And if he fucking tries to come back and tries to talk shit about me, mm-hmm. just crack his face. Mm. I'm not going to do that. Daddy bonds are stronger than granddaddy bonds. Don't forget that. Uh, I get, Dude, I got to go with also Jesse with Pontius. I just, this whole exchange is so funny where they're just taking digs at each other. Two big black dicks dangling down the sides of your face. 
least you're back to being your true self now. An old fart. Oh, well, better an old fart than a young piece of shit who's made terrible life choices. Like putting damn Super Mario Brothers on your fucking arm. It's Stalin. It's stupid. But yeah, that's a that's a great win. Should we at least touch on why Pontus has a tattoo of Stalin? Yeah, it's a little weird, dude. I, I mean, I'll agree that it's stupid, but that's... What is the... I, I just don't know what the impetus for such a tattoo would be. I don't. I don't know that. that like anyone has Stalin tattooed. That's he's one of one. Uh, I just love that Jesse thought it was Super Mario Brothers. And back in the day, that was the thing. Like that was the whole theory that Mario was communist or whatever, and that he was looked like Stalin. That he was all red and for you know Russia or whatever. I don't know. It was one of those crazy out there, you know, things that people did back in the eighties when you know they were really mixing some I don't know weird shit in the coke or whatever. People had crazy stuff. Well, even when the gemstones are getting along, they don't hesitate to say what's on their mind. And if you think that's bad, heaven help you if they join forces and come after you. Ah, man, Jesse, at this point, I think you're screwed no matter what color your chops are. Two big black dicks dangling down the sides of your face. At least you're back to being your true self now. An old fart. Yeah, I can tell you're going through some truthful stuff because you got those gray chops back. (laughs) I guess I didn't realize how old they make you look. You look old, dude. All right, Jesse, uh, get some revenge here. Put Pontius in his place. Oh, well, better an old fart than a young piece of shit who's made terrible life choices. Like putting damn Super Mario Brothers on your fucking arm. It's Stalin. It's stupid. Nice. Now do Chuck. But fuck Chuck. Next time I see him, I'll end his life if he doesn't end mine first. Dude, you're heating up. What do you have to say about your daddy? Damn ass, little daddy. I'm so sick of you. You'd make a piss poor poker player, muchacho. Giddy, next time you see your granddaddy, I want you to tell him that I think he's a money-hungry bitch. Hey, Mamie, you want to defend your brother? Ain't like I'm not accustomed to you being an asshole, Eli. It's sort of your default. Peter, you don't think much of the gemstones, do you? That's how I talk to ungrateful dummies, which is what you are. Judy, any response for the family? I gotta tell y'all, Peter Montgomery is an evil Skeletor. He is a very gross person to be related to. Worst uncle ever. And that's saying a lot in this family. Damn, Uncle Baby Billy, you can't let Calvin get you. What are you gonna do? Walk right the fuck out of here is what I'm gonna do. Oh, man, you gotta love Uncle Baby Billy. Fabulous likes to keep it gangster, but we like to keep it righteous. It's time to give our righteous moments. Magnum Mills, what is your favorite scene or moment from I will take you by the hand and keep you. You know, as much as I wanted to go with the the news copter or whatever kind of copter it was, I think I just have to go with the scene in the throne room because that was just absolutely outstanding. I loved every part of that. So I'm going with the throne room. I I feel not for the first time this season. Well, it it was fantastic. Dude, I loved the the helicopter. I love the siblings at the restaurant, but I'm I'm actually I'm actually gonna kind of take the chalk here and 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 take an easy out, but it's not so easy. I'm gonna go with that scene where they're all coming out at the end, getting ready to take the stage, and they all kind of give their spouses some love. And we see Kelvin finally kiss Keith. We've been waiting on that two and almost damn near three seasons. Uh that was pretty cool, man. So I'm 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 going with that. Nice. And also some pretty decent light show going on at the at the gemstone uh 
Savior Center, man. That was that was solid freaking laser light show going on there. They don't skip, man. Their interns probably have to, you know, go on tour with fish for a t- summer or something like that to get ready. Something, something <laughs> probably like too. They learned a few. That's how you do it. It's like, you know, if you want to do light, light shows, you go to fish. If you want to do a drive-thru, you go to Chick-fil-A. I mean, we know these kind of things. But what we don't know is just how much we like this episode. Let's bust out our jeweler's loop, the job we stole from Mars Eye Larry, and evaluate the episode. We're going to grade, I will take you by the hand and keep you on a scale of 0 to 10 gemstones. JBG, drop a grade on him. I really like this one. Uh, and I know I don't didn't romance it. I'm one night standing it, but don't let that fool you. I'm giving this a solid 9.2. Baby G goes 9.2. I'm right there with you. I'm not quite as high as I was on the last episode, but I think I'm a touch above you. I am going to go 9.3 gemstones. That brings us to our Righteous Ratings. This is where we determine our episode MVP. So my man Mills, it is time to make like Clarissa and explain it all. All right, man. Here's the deal. Every episode, we rate the characters in five categories where they can earn between one and five points. One is the fewest amount you can get. Five is the most. We average the results together to determine who won the episode. The categories are getting shit done, your home life, which includes your love life, your career, don't be a fuck up, which simply means avoid fucking up, and the funny factor. Did they make you laugh in this episode? We got our top five here. At number five, we have Amber. She did pretty well across the board, just wasn't that funny in this episode. Still made the top five, though. At number four, this is a shocker, the lowest he's ever been, Uncle Baby Billy. Pretty solid, just didn't have enough to work with this episode, so really couldn't say that he got a lot of shit done. He is a mentor now. He's got that going for him. Then we have a tie at number two between the the newly happy couple between BJ and Judy. They get to shoot up the rankings here because their home life is vastly improved from where it's been all season, so it's not a surprise to see them shoot up the rankings here. And at number one, I, I don't know if he's actually been number one yet, but here he is, Jesse Gemstone. And JBG, I have to say, he was on fire for me this episode. Uh, Jesse, for a minute, like, I, I was basically on the verge of giving him all fives across the board. I think he had all fives and got maybe one four uh, in the career because they're still on the comeback trail. They haven't completed the comeback yet, but Jesse Gemstone, number one. Congratulations. Uh, you know, must be the silver chops. Yeah, dude, those silver chops are bringing him nothing but nothing but pure silver, Jerry. No, in all seriousness, he crushed this episode, dude. Very, very funny. Um, kind of Jesse Gemstone at his best without being the Jesse Gemstone humor that we've seen up to this part. So I really enjoyed it. Yeah, a little bit of self-awareness, a little bit of growth, still funny, but actually getting shit done. And that's one of the kind of arguments with the gemstone seasons. They spin their wheels and they do the flashback episode, and then it really clicks into gear. You know, it feels like they're three for three at this point. It's just kind of how the seasons are structured. No problem with it, but it's nice to see Jesse really get it in gear as we come to a close. Uh, Because next up is the season three finale. 
wonders that cannot be fathomed, miracles that cannot be counted. The short plot synopsis is the siblings engage in a truly biblical battle until a miracle of God changes the fate of the gemstone family forever. Uh, they're not pulling any punches there, man. That's a that's a pretty enticing plot synopsis. So it sounds like some shit's going to go down in the season finale. It, it, it definitely is. It, it kind of gets me fired up for it. So excited to do it. And don't you worry, we'll romance that gemstone all day long. That's a wrap on this episode of Romancing the Gemstone. Thank you guys for checking us out. We really appreciate you doing the gemstones with us and, and romancing the thing. We love to be a part of it. Make sure you hit us up on social media and drop a comment, dude. Like, like let us know what you think. If you have thoughts that vary from us, if you're loving it, if you're hating it, if you would romance it, one night stand it, or swipe left, let us know. We will respond uh, most likely. And do not forget the flaps, whatever you do. You must, and I mean must, it's critical of critical importance. Follow, like, and please subscribe. Magna Mills, I am probably missed something, so... Fill that gap, my dude. You did pretty good, friendo. Just to remind them that you can find us wherever you get your pods and on YouTube. We're presented by regular dudes watch stuff. Find us on the social media at dudes watch stuff. You nailed the flaps. Do not want to forget those. That's how people find our show. If you had fun, give us that thumb. On behalf of myself, Magnum Mills, and him, JBG, we'd like to remind you to live your best life by living it the best way possible, Uncle Big Baby Billy style. Bye, Felicia. They're cheering for us. Look, they're even up in the high seats. Yeah, they are. This is nuts. Why'd they even come? What do you think? They want to hear about our struggle. We can finally play the victim. When there's nothing left to say, and all.